Hi, this is Steve Kaczynski Blackmore from Steel Profit, and you're listening to Sonic Perspectives. Speaking with Steve Kaczynski Blackmore from Steel Profit in reverse. Hey, what's up? Yeah, I always see things where it says uh, Steve Kaczynski Blackmore. Is your name just Kaczynski or is it really Blackmore like Richie Blackmore? Well, it's not not like Richie Blackmore. It's not spelled that way. Right, but, I, I figured. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, it's like uh, it's uh, you. It's basically like I, I was adopted when I was like about three months old. And so it's like a combination of my, my, uh, you know, biological parents name and then my, uh, my, uh, given name, you know, so. Yeah, I noticed that right away that it wasn't spelled like Richie Blackmore, but I've heard people say, well, he just does that and drops the E because, you know, he's a guitarist. And I'm like, I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's a good story though, you know. Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, we're here to talk about the uh, the God Machine. My uh, first question is: is is it a concept? Well, not that much. There's there's like a there's like a thread running through it of you know the God Machine. If you if you listen close, I think every song it, it has the line or the the words God Machine in it. Just about every song, but um, but it's it's. It's basically like I, I was just thinking about what's the what are we gonna call the album and I I the God Machine somehow that just came into my head and and then I started asking people you know like hey what what does the God Machine mean to you right and uh, everybody would have like it would be like instantly they could think of something and everything was different from everybody right right exactly very diversified. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I was like, what is the God Machine? Is it a political statement? Is it a religious statement? You know, what is the God Machine? (laughs) Yeah, and that's exactly... I mean, your mind's already going there, too, and that's the same thing that I did. And and I thought, so I can kind of, like, write uh, just about every song, you know, could be, like, ten different ideas about, you know, what this God Machine thing is, you know? It's like there's so many different uh, ideas about what it could possibly be. And then just like the, the diversification of the themes, the music is all over the place. I mean, it starts out with the, the title track, which is totally thrashing and in your face. But then, you know, it ends with a more like more like AOR kind of rock, kind of, you know, 80s kind of vibe. And it's like, that's really cool that it's like not one specific style. Although you could definitely hear the Steel, the Steel Prophet stamp on it. I listened to a couple of songs and I'm like, oh, that reminds me of this album. And that sounds like something from this album. <laughs> Which that's is good. Cool. Yeah, that's a, I I just I'm a big fan of um albums that have diversity and variety. I I get kind of bored if it's like like ACDC makes an album and it's 10 songs <laughs> of like the same fucking song over and over and it's like even though they're good, 
it's like it gets a little bit like oh you know i kind of like one you know to be like up tempo i'd like to have something maybe a little doomy maybe a little ballady maybe a thrash maybe something you know a little bit more classic metal or classic rock and like you said yeah the last one is like uh you know just like uh you know scorpions right right, total 80s just aor type rock it's good though (laughs) yeah thank you yes no it is but you can still hear certain riffs that definitely sound like there's something off Dark Hallucinations or Messiah, you know, or even the Goddess Principle, which is good because, I mean, you're the main founder and the, the original member still in the band. God, yep. for what, 28 years now? Yeah, I mean, I, I lose track, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, the thing is, uh, you know, Vince has been with, me and Vince have been together since, like, 1987. and. Oh, okay. Me and JT, the the drummer, we've been together since like 1985. You know, okay. we back in Connecticut, and we moved out to California together. So, okay. so there's like some continuity, and even John Padgett, the other guitarist, he was he was on the Inner Ascendance demo tape, and he was he was basically doing the Goddess Principle album demos uh, just before he he left. So, you know, there's a, a it's kind of like everybody got back together, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I noticed that. Yeah, I was just yeah. listening to Inner Ascendance, uh, like, le- about an hour ago, and it's just like, you know, it's wow. like, wow, man, it's just, it's just, it's so funny, because I, when I burned it, I burned the new album, and then I had burned songs from Inner Ascendance demo, <laughs> it's like the drop in sound quality. I'm like, well, we're talking demos from, like, you know, 25 years ago. But, yeah, I saw that. I saw that you got a lot of original members back, and that's kind of yeah, cool yeah. that, especially if you've known these guys you know, for three decades, that makes quite a difference. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, everybody, you know, Inner Ascendance, I think we finished it in 89 or 1990, and, you know, that was the band. We were all together for, like, two or three years before that. And really, it's the, so it's the same exact band as Inner Ascendance, except minus the vocalist. Right. Yep. And speaking of the vocalist, I've got, you know, you've got, you know, the new guy, and I'm just kind of curious, how did you decide upon a German vocalist from a power metal band? Well, really, we, you know, Leah, I call him Leah, you know, other people, they call him, you know, R.D., Leapicus, all that stuff, but uh, we call him Leah for short. It's it's easier to remember. Uh, <laughs> the Mystic Prophecy guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could say that, the Mystic Prophecy guy. But, uh, so what... What happened is he mixed our last album, Omniscient, and uh, so we already knew him, you know, Um, and as we're, I was making all these songs, you know, I wrote like nine songs, like in about two months, and I started like sending them to Leah just to see if he was gonna, gonna mix this album, Um, and and uh, so it started out like that, and then um, the singer that we had before him was a guy named Russ Friend. Okay. Yeah, and and he was super busy, and like in about like eight or nine months, he only demoed one song. He just didn't have the time to put into the writing and the the demoing. So. Um, so, you know, we we decided that it was going to be best that, you know, we were going to have to find somebody else. And um, and then I was just, like, talking to Leah about 
some of the stuff, you know, what, what we're going to do with some of these songs when we get a singer and stuff like that. And he told me, oh, yeah, and when you do the harmonies, you should do this and stuff like that. And he, he said, and you know what? Uh, I could I could do a couple of the harmonies just to show you, and if you like it, keep it. And then you know it's a you saw the light bulb go off over my head, you know. Yeah. And I was just like, uh, you know, what do you think about like actually singing on the album? And uh, well, you could see what happened. Yeah, definitely. And he sounds great. He sounds excellent. Obviously, I'm most uh, familiar with Rick Mathiason's work with you for so many albums so it's it's definitely a departure but from the very get-go when it first starts he's like it it doesn't sound like a mystic prophecy album at all even if it is a mystic prophecy vocalist which is really good yeah yeah and i had no idea he worked with you on omniscient that's pretty awesome too yeah yeah he did so that was uh you know so that was that was how we got to know each other in the first place and uh and then yeah I, and you know i just think that you know, Rick was a great singer, and and then I I look at Leah, and he's he sounds completely different than Rick, but he's he's a great singer too. They're both two two great singers, so I th I feel like you know we replaced one great singer with another great singer, and so I don't think anybody could be all that dissatisfied, you know. Well, I mean, other than, I mean, like I said, with Rick, the only departures when you got uh, uh, near DePriest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one time. He actually sent me a friend request on Facebook, and I added, I'm like, I'll be talking to Steve Kaczynski real soon. Because <laughs> that one oh, album, that, it was like, just, everybody was just like, wait a minute, why did they get this guy? <laughs> yeah, that that was like, uh, yeah, I mean, the the whole beware thing, it just, it just didn't work out, you know? Right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess he was in London for a while, right? And then he was he's, he's on the decline of Western civilization uh, soundtrack or com yeah. uh, commentary. But I had one album on Noise Records that he was in. It was called Deep Priest, and it was the most god awful thing. And I, I didn't even know what it was, but it was on Noise Records back in the '80s, so I had to get it. But yeah, that was that's pretty much everybody says like, "What the hell is up with Beware by Steel Brothers?" Doesn't really fit the canon too well. No, no, it was like it, it was a very I mean, we just wanted to get back to, uh, you know, making albums because, you know, after uh, Rick left after Unseen, you know, we felt like, you know, we got to we got to make an album, you know. And, right. and so, you know, we put out some ads and stuff like that. And Nader answered the ad. And, <laughs> and he was, you know, he was definitely the best guy that, that applied for the job, you know. And, That's good. Yeah. So, I mean, he's a good singer and, you know, he's, you know, he can sing and he had uh, his timing is good and, you know, his pitch is pretty good and all that stuff. So it was, you know, but looking back on it, it just didn't fit. It just didn't fit right. Right. It's hard to believe that was 2004, but time flies. Well, at least at least Rick Mathias and Swan Song was omniscient, which once again was a very diversified album and yep. still really good stuff. I still haven't heard the damn Queen cover. <laughs> Everybody I ask, it's like, I guess it's on YouTube, but I'd like to hear it like on a CD or vinyl or something. But <laughs> my wife and I are getting ready to watch the actual Bohemian Rhapsody movie finally, but I still haven't heard your cover of that. So one day, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I recommend actually the version uh, on YouTube. I think that it's actually different than the one that made it on the album. And there was really? like a couple. 
Yeah, there was a couple mistakes that were on the the album version, and they're they're not on the YouTube video. So I I definitely prefer the YouTube video because there's like some some little pitch pitch problems in the vocals on the uh, the album version, which it shouldn't have been on there. Somehow it got on there instead of the the right version, and it's, so it kind of like bugs me. <laughs> as, a, as an artist, of course. No, um, not the same way. I, I mean, to this day, you know, and I, and I, I do this because I have a passion for it, and I love the, you know, the music, and I love the, the attitude, and I love the lyrics, and I love the dedication. Like you said, you, this has been a lifetime, you know, for you. Even if it's only what 13 albums total, including demos and stuff, over a 35 year career, you're, you're still kicking ass and you're still doing it. That's very noble. <laughs> yeah, obviously, you, you, would you say you wrote half of God Machine in like six days or something? Like that? Oh yeah, yeah, but uh, over over the uh, it was really over a period of like about two months that I I kind of like uh, got all the demos together, but um, yeah, it went it went pretty quick. Yeah, but still, come up with that great of music in in such a short amount of time is phenomenal. You must have had a lot stewing in your head as far as you know. Because that's the one thing, unfortunately, with a lot of these artists anymore. I love them to death, but when I listen to their new album, it's like, I, I almost kind of piss them off when I talk to them. I'm like, well, you know, that riff was taken directly from this, and that riff was taken directly from that. Like, well, I, I didn't notice. I'm like, seriously, you didn't notice that? And you're right. It's not exactly an ACDC thing where it's the same song, different lyrics. But uh, my point being, uh, definitely God Machine is full of catchy riffs, good Good lyrics. Um, I don't have the lyrics, but what I figured out and what I listened to it, yeah, the word God, the, the terms God machine are repeated almost constantly on almost every song. So that's why I thought it was either a concept or at least conceptual or, like you said, a thread of, you know, something going through it. And, you know, like you said, it's good for the person to decide whether it's, you know, what is it? Is it religious? Because you got songs like Crucify and you got songs like Lucifer or is it political? you know, or, you know, what is it or what isn't it, which is or social or, yeah. or, yeah, I mean, yeah. And it's, it's probably everything. And it's, you know, some of it, even like dark mask is like about like, uh, like social media and, uh, just the media in general, you know, like turn people into gods. <laughs> so they're, they're like the God machine, you know, they make you a star one day yeah. and then, then they, uh, you know, they tear you down the next day. And that's why, you know, it's, uh, between love and hate, you know, is the the little thing in parentheses at the end of the title, the dark mask between right. love and hate, because yeah, it's like, man, people they love you, but then they love to hate you, man. It's like you you make one little false move and boom, you're done. I know it's like that what TMZ does to people's careers because of some simple thing. I mean, it's like yeah, I know you're right, and it's that's the whole self-aggrandizement that. Everybody's on a soapbox. Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody follows that opinion for the, for one day and the next day, you're, you know, who cares? And if they can find something to crucify you, they will. I guess my, my point is I think it's kind of cool that the ambiguity of, of the, of the song and the album title that, you know, you just let it, you know, let the listener decide for him or herself. And then also it's just good quality music. I've been telling people and I will post about it either tonight or tomorrow on Facebook, a little <laughs> tiny review about how good the, the damn album is. The other thing I was going to say is, what's the label that, I mean, I'm not familiar with the label, really, that you signed to, Songs of Angels? Uh, Rock of Angels Records, yeah. They're, um, you know, they're, they've been around for a long time, but I think they're, they're kind of 
trying to make a little presence now. They got, um, you know, Matt Barlow's new band, and they've got, um, they got oh, this. The Ashes of Aries? Yeah. Okay. And they've got, um, do you know, uh, Monument from, uh, England? They oh, do like course. this. Yeah. That's on Rock, that's on Rock of Angels? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I love that band. That is so good, man. Yeah, my friend goes gaga for them. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely no monument. Okay. And I, okay, yes. Ashes of Aries. All right, so two great bands that were once on Nuclear Blast now jump ship to Rock of Angels. Yeah, yeah, Rock of Angels is, uh, I think they're really trying to treat the artists, uh, the way artists want to be treated, you know? That's good. And are yeah. you, are you familiar with how the packaging is going to be with the CD? Is it, a, Really good quality CD with a booklet and everything else. Yes, it is. And it's also, uh, there's a vinyl version too, which is really nice. Excellent. Yeah. 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 They, the packaging is really good. They, they didn't spare any, um, they didn't spare anything to be honest. They actually, you know, they, they gave us their deal. It was for like specific amount and then they keep on spending more than, than they promised. And, uh, you know, we're pretty happy. We got two, performance videos that are coming out this month like uh you know like a week or two before the uh the album nice. drops and and uh they they uh you know spent the money on some pretty high quality videos and we're you know it's it's pretty cool they they've definitely been like i said they treat an artist the way an artist wants to get treated but it usually doesn't no every single time i probably played your album maybe 15 times now uh, just, even this morning when I was playing it, as the Dan Manowar came on, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go do some chores and come back. And as soon as I knew that stupid last song, that Scottish song that sounds like a Gravedigger ripoff, I'm like, oh, cool, Steel Prophet's about ready to begin. And that's when I paid attention to God Machine and Crucified. Even Thrash Relentlessly, I'm like, no, if this is conceptual, why is it called Thrash Relentlessly? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that one's, uh, one's kind of like the odd, odd one out of the pack that doesn't... Actually, I don't think the, the God Machine words are in there. That, yeah, I, I don't think so. I think you're right. I think yeah. that might be the one that's omitted. Yeah, yeah. But it's still a good, heavy, aggressive song, and it definitely echoes stuff from Messiah and Dark Hallucinations, which is good because people who, you know, thrived on those classic Steel Prophet albums be like, all right, this is great. You know, this is this is what we want to hear. So yeah, I'll definitely, when I post about it, um, I will give you a very favorable review and tell people that, that, you know, Steel Prophet is still there. Because so, I know a lot of people thought Omniscient was kind of up and, you know, and of course we already talked about the whole <laughs> the priest yeah. thing. So, yeah. but, you know, hey, yeah. you, keep, you keep hammering out albums and you still got the inspiration and you're still doing it. That's that's fantastic. I think it's, you know, I'm, I'm glad. And I'm glad that Dustin got behind it because honestly, if he hadn't, I might have missed this one until it actually came out. Because like I said, I wasn't, I don't get anything promo-wise from Rock of Age Records. Um, mm -hmm. So... The only reason I even knew about the Ash of Aries was with Jimmy K's metal voice. He was like, oh, uh, you know, Mark Pollard's been, I was like, I didn't like the last one. It was on Nuclear Blast, and I thought they got dropped and they were done. Apparently, came out with a new one. So, yeah, so it seems like everybody's defecting from Nuclear Blast to Rock of Ages. So, and, yeah, you're right. I, didn't, I, I think I do remember Monument. I, if I pulled out my CD, I think I do remember that. Rock of Angels. Okay. Is it a German label? Uh, It's actually a... They they're based uh, in Greece, but they are Greek. That's my second guess. It's yeah, it's kind of confusing to me though because they're they're like very, very much in Germany, uh, you know. So they're, they're, it's 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 like Greek guys 
uh, pretty much doing business in Germany, you know? Yeah. yeah. And No Remorse comes out of Greek, Greeks, blah, and they're doing it phenomenal either with reissues or just putting out stuff as this high roller from whether it's, you know, Austria or Germany. But now, do you have any plans to play any major festivals this summer? We don't have any plans right now. Like, the whole, the whole thing is hinging on this album coming out and seeing what the sales figures are going to be like. And then if it, it, it's looking pretty good. I mean, they, the label's pretty sure it's probably going to hit like the German charts, like for like, you know, like for a half hour or something like that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, then if that, if that happens and it, it's selling pretty good, then we're talking about like, Jumping on to like some kind of tour with like a headliner for, you know, maybe 10, 10, 15 dates or something like that. That's cool. Yeah. I think, I think in Europe you'll definitely, especially if you go to Greece or Italy, um, you'll definitely do very well because people want to hear the old stuff. Would you be very much to, willing to play even the older stuff or you want to focus mostly on the yeah. new or? Well, no, we got, I mean, you know, we got like nine albums out. We got to do, uh, I mean, we got a lot of songs to choose from. You know, we got like a hundred songs in the in the catalog or something. But uh, yeah, we have to do stuff like, um, you know, like uh, uh, when six was nine, and you know, maybe uh, Messiah, um, Montag. You know, we got we definitely got to do our our uh, back catalog stuff. But we we probably will do a, a pretty heavy concentration of this album. Um, you know, especially if it if it's doing well with the fans and stuff like that, which you know, it's it's like a whole new thing. But it it kind of reminds me of just when uh you know Iron Maiden they switched from Paul Diano to Bruce Dickinson and it it went great. You know, everybody loved it, and you know, or Black Sabbath went from Ozzy to Dio, and yeah. it worked out great. And I just have a feeling this is going to work out great. You know, for for the fans and you know everybody concerned that's awesome uh and then ending it we always have you pick uh a new song that you would like us to play okay a new song off of this album huh? off of god machine okay gee it's so hard Good to choice. pick one i'm gonna i'm gonna go with uh whatever that song title is with the equal signs in it <laughs> love love life equal god machine song, the rocking song life love and god machine yeah why not man yeah, the See, one that sounds like you mentioned Scorpions, but I was thinking more like just Thin Lizzy and Ted Nugent and just that just great rocking vibe of the late 70s, early 80s. But that's a perfect one because that'll throw people off. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's kind of, you know, what the hell? It's like, let's let's go with that one. I mean, it's a uh, track 10 life equals love equals God machine. Yep. That one. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you very much. And uh, I'll be in touch soon. All right. Okay, thanks a lot, Michael. You bet. Bye. Once one and once come around, it puts you. 
Change alone.